Amen. Thank you guys so much for that. Let me throw out a couple things to you real quick today before we get into the Word. For all of you guys that are sitting on this side, my apologies to you because this wall was probably blocking your view a lot, but this wall will be coming down today. Come on, somebody. We're breaking free today. Uh, a couple things I wanted to give to you guys, put some resources in your hands. Uh, if you are in the Johnston County area, a lot of times people come to us with different needs and, and things like that. And so what we've done, we have actually created a card with the different organizations in Johnston County that can help you. Uh, We've got the social service up here. We've got the rescue mission, Smithfield Rescue Mission, United Way, Community Action, Salvation Army. We're still going to be adding a couple more to the card, but for right now, this is a card for you. Take it. They're free. They're for you. They're out there in the foyer at uh, at the VIP table. Grab some of these on your way out and just help people. Be a blessing to people. Again, we've got people all of the time with different needs, and so we want to help them. We want to inform them and let them know that what Johnston County offers to be able to help them. So keep that in mind. How many parents do we have in the house of kids? Any parents in the house? All the kids we've got in Kids Church. Uh, The kindergartners are actually going to have kind of a move up uh, session, if you will. That's coming up on March the 29th. They're going to have a party for those kids in Kids Church. They're going to have balloons and cake and ice cream, and then we're sending them home with you. Amen? How awesome is that? So we're going to have a move up for our kindergartners. They're going to actually be moving up from preschool to elementary. One of the big reasons for that, guys, if I could be honest with you, is because our preschool room is out of room. Amen? So we need more room in that area, and so we're doing that. Another thing we're going to be adding, if you're a parent, you should have gotten uh, these cards when you came in to check your kids in. But another thing you're going to be seeing here really soon, and we've got the capabilities of doing this now, is basically if your child starts acting crazy, come on, are you with me? If they start acting crazy, there's going to be a number to flash up at the bottom third of that screen, and it's going to have a number there flashing. If you're a parent, don't act like it's not your child, amen? Don't act like that. Go in there and help them out. So anyway, all of that stuff is coming up really soon. I just wanted you guys to be aware of all of that stuff. Are you ready for a word today? Come on. Amen. We are finishing up our series today called Nope, Not Today, Satan. Let me ask you guys a question. How many of you guys have enjoyed this series Have you got some good stuff out of this series? Come on, you've enjoyed it. We're actually finishing this series up today. You know, it's interesting. I I read this story some time ago of a a little boy. His family was, was very much in poverty. And he would hang out with his friends. And his friends would go by the candy store in their area every single day. So he goes into this candy store. And every time, he doesn't have the money to buy any candy. He doesn't have any money. And so the store owner kind of picked up on that. So one day... The little boy goes into the store, his friends are there, and he had a habit of walking to a gigantic bowl, and in this bowl was individual wrapped candies in this bowl. 
Mr. Arnold saw the little boy come in that day, and he said, you know what? He said, I'm going to bless this little boy. He goes to this little boy, and he says, hey, he said, I'll tell you what, man, I want to bless you today. He said, reach your hand into that bowl, and every bit of candy you can pull out with your hand, it's yours. I'm giving it to you. It's free of charge. Well, how many of you know if you offer free candy to a child, man, that's, that's uh, amazing. And so this kid, he's excited. He's jumping up and down. And as he went to reach his hand, he hesitated. And he pulled it back. Well, the store owner was kind of confused by that. And he said, son, I, did, did you hear what I told you? It's free. Whatever your hand can grab is yours. It's free. The, the little boy said, yes, sir, I, I got all that. He said, but can you do me a favor? The store owner said, of course. He said, uh, can you take your hand and put it in there? <laughs> the store owner said, what do you mean? He said, your hand is bigger than my hand. Come on, how many of you know we need to put that boy in leadership? Amen. <laughs> Can I tell you something? God's hands are bigger than your hands, and His plans are bigger than your plans, and the enemy of our soul knows that. And so he's going to do everything he can to trip you up and cause you to fall and fail. And so that's what we've been talking about in this series. We've been learning that there's a battle going on. There's a war taking place. And it's interesting because Jesus even defined the two sides for us. John chapter 10, verse 10, he defined it. He said, the thief, now who's the thief? That's the devil. That's the enemy of our soul. That's Satan. The thief, what does he do? He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, hey, here's what I've come to do. I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. One translation says you can have an abundant life. And so we see these two sides here that are raging ultimately over you and I. And so you may look at that and say, well, what hope do I have? Well, Paul tells us this. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 11, finally, be strong in the Lord and in His what? His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Turn to somebody and say, you got to dress for the battle. You got to dress for the battle. Why? So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. You understand Satan has schemes. God has power. Here's what you need to grab in your spirit, in your soul. Satan is always subject to our God. Always. The Bible says Satan is not strong enough. He'll come to you as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He'll come to you as if to say, hey, I'm stronger than you. But here's what I want you to grab today. If you have accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and into your soul, the enemy has no authority in your life except that which you give him. No authority in your life except that which you give him. And so what we've been doing is we've been exposing his schemes, his tricks, his weapons, if you will. And there's three of them, and we've been talking about them. They are the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You can also say it like this, pleasure, possessions, and position. Pleasure, possessions, and position. Now, understand, there's nothing wrong with pleasure. Nothing wrong with possession. Nothing wrong with position. Nothing wrong with having some healthy pleasures into your life. Because here's the thing. If you don't build healthy pleasures in your life, you're going to be drawn to unhealthy ones. The problem is when pleasure becomes the sole focus of your life. That's the problem. 
Nothing wrong with material possessions. God wants to bless us and he wants to increase us. Nothing wrong with that. But the problem is when your desire for things causes you to live above your means. Nothing wrong with some healthy pride. I mean, you know, God didn't make no junk. Turn to somebody say, ain't no junk, yo. Amen. Just tell them. God didn't make any junk. He made you in his image, in his likeness. There's purpose. There's destiny for your life. The problem, however, is when you put yourself at the center of the world. That's when the problem arises. And so again, the enemy of our soul has been using these tricks, these schemes, if you will, since the beginning of time. He used it on Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Fast forward several thousand years, he used it against Jesus. When Jesus was in the wilderness fasting and praying for 40 days and 40 nights, the enemy of his soul come up and he tempted him with these three things. But here's how Jesus responded in Matthew chapter 4 verse 10. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan. Nope, not today, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You see the choice there. We, we all have choices in this world. There is God or there's Satan. There is the word or there is the world. But you and I have the same Holy Spirit available to us that raised Christ from the dead. So we have the authority to look at Satan and say, no, you're not doing that. Not today. But here's what you have to understand. Satan will put you in a position every single day to choose. Which one are you going to choose? God or Satan? The word or the world? He will put you in a position to choose. The good news is he's not creative at all. He only has three things that he throws against you. That's it. But here's the bad news, guys. He doesn't have to be creative. Because we keep falling for the same tricks over and over and over again. So what are our options? I mean, really, think about it. What kind of options do I have? If Satan has these weapons and these tools, what do I have? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5 tells me what I have. It says, the weapons that we fight with. So there you go. There's some weapons we have. And the ones we have are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Turn to somebody and say strongholds. Strongholds. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is any area in your life that's holding on to a lie or sin. That's a stronghold. A stronghold comes in when you believe the false arguments of the devil and those false arguments go against God's truth. That's how a stronghold is formed. When you believe and act on Satan's lies, those strongholds form and it starts to build a wall of separation between you and God, between you and the people that God has put into your life, you and your family, you and your friends. There's that wall of separation that gets built, but understand it does doesn't have to be that way. Again, I go back to what I've said previously. If you've accepted Christ into your heart, Satan has no authority in your life whatsoever except that which you give him. And you give him authority, hear me, when you hold on to his lies. 
You give him authority. And so that's why we've been building this wall, if you will. So on one side, you've got the abundant life that Christ talks about. On the other side, you're, you're blocked. You're, you're isolated. You, you, can't, you can't see anybody. And so you're by yourself in a state of misery and hopelessness and helplessness. You're, you're behind that wall when you believe the lies of the enemy. So here's what Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3. Verse 20 and 21, Jesus says, Hey, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he will eat with me. To him who, and I love this one translation says, To him who overcomes. Turn to somebody and say, You are an overcomer. To him who overcomes, I will give him the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Let me ask you a question. How many of you guys want to overcome the strongholds in your life? How many of you guys are saying, hey, I want to live a fulfilling, satisfying, abundant life that Christ has called me to live. I want to live that kind of life. Here's the question. How do you get that? How do you and I become an overcomer? Remember I told you earlier, we have weapons. So what are those weapons? There's three of them. Are you ready? Come on, turn to somebody and say, let's go to war. Roll your sleeves up. Let's make it happen. We're going to war. I'm going to give you three weapons that you've got as a Christian in your arsenal. We find these three weapons in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 and 11. It says, I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens, and it came at last, salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. Here you go. For the accuser of the brothers and sisters. Who is that? That's Satan. That's the enemy of our soul. Has been thrown down. And then it uses the word they. Who are they? Well, that's you and I. If you've accepted Christ as your Savior, you are the they. We have defeated him. By what? There's three weapons. By the blood of the Lamb by their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Did you see the three weapons there? The blood of the lamb, the word of your testimony, and they didn't love their lives too much. They had a desire to live, really live. So what I want to do in the time we have left, I want to break these three weapons down for you. We're going to break free today. Amen? So let's look at the first weapon. Weapon number one that we have is the blood of the lamb. The blood of the lamb. Revelation 12, 11. Again, we just read that. They have defeated him by the blood of the lamb. Now, you understand that that phrase there is not a popular phrase at all. It's not popular. You don't hear that phrase a lot. Some people would even label that as old school. We don't say that. Some people would say, you know what? I don't want to talk anything about blood because blood really kind of associates with violence. And I'd rather talk about peace and love and blessings and the truth and all that. And that's fine. But remember what I told you, this is war. This is war. There's a battle raging for your soul and war is bloody. The good news is that Jesus was willing to shed his blood so we wouldn't have to shed ours. That's the good news. And his blood has power to do some amazing things in our lives. His blood enables us to relate intimately with God. His blood gives you access to the throne room of God. It gives you access to a heavenly father. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 says this, So friends... We can now, without hesitation, don't have to wait, 
Don't have to wait for the circumstances to be right. You don't have to wait for to be in the right atmosphere. You don't have to wait till you get all your stuff together because you never will. We can, without hesitation, walk right up to God into the holy place. How are we able to do that? Because Jesus has cleared the way. How has he done that? By the blood of his sacrifice, acting as our high priest before God. So you understand that our God is a loving God. He is a just God. And and you understand what it means to have justice. If you do the crime, you got to what? Do the time. That's the way it is. Well, the Bible says that the wages of our sin is death. Romans says that. Romans also says that, that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And because of that sin, there's death. Justice had to be done. So Jesus enters the picture. And here's what Jesus says. Hey, is my death going to be enough for everybody? And the answer to that is absolutely yes. And so Jesus Christ became our high priest. He became our advocate. He became our defense attorney. And the result is we can have a personal, intimate, dynamic, life-changing relationship with the God of the universe because of the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for you and me. It's power in His blood. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been around somebody that... That man, it just, it just seems like they are just so in tune with God. I mean, it's like they glow in the dark at night. They're so holy. They just, I mean, they've got it. You ever, you ever been around them and then you've got this feeling like, man, I want that. I, uh, what do they have that I don't? And you know, this, that, that. But then it should dawn on you in Hebrews that if you've accepted Christ, you can come into the presence of a holy God anytime. You don't have to wait for the environment to be right. You don't have to wait to say, man, was I good enough this week? How many of you know you never will be? The Bible says on your best day, you're still dirty. Amen. So it's not about having everything right. It's the fact that Jesus Christ opened the door for us by shedding his blood on the cross. And he invited us in. And that's huge because his blood empowers us to put Satan in his place. You and I have access to God. Satan only has tricks, but God has power. And so when we connect with God, we're able to resist the devil and he flees from us. Not because you and I are strong, because we're not, but because the blood of Jesus Christ is strong. Here's what Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 says. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood. So the son, talking about Jesus, also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he what? Break the power of the devil who had the power of death. You understand that Jesus Christ came to this earth. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. John 1.14, He became flesh. One translation said He moved into your neighborhood. Amen. That's exactly what Jesus did. He came to this world and He has broken the power of Satan to steal, kill, and destroy your life. And so here's what you have to understand. You don't have to be a victim. You don't have to be another victim. You can have life and abundant life. And Jesus has invited us to come in so that we can overcome by the blood of the lamb. And why is that so important? Because hear me today. As soon as you start to go after God. As soon as you make a decision to come on the other side of that wall and serve Jesus Christ. Here's what the enemy is going to do. He's going to come to you and say, hey, who do you think you are? I see you. 
I see you over there playing church. I see you trying to read your Bible. I see you trying to act holy. I, I know your past. And so as a result, we start shrinking back. As a result, we start giving up early in the battle. But here's what you have to do. The next time Satan reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Put him in his place. Let him know that you have a standing invitation to enter the presence of God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Your past has been in the past. Let it go. Get you some Elsa with Frozen and play that music. Let it go, boo. You understand the enemy of your soul is a defeated foe. He's a toothless lion in Jesus' name. He is. And so what's your first weapon that we have against the attacks, the schemes of the enemy, the, the pleasure, the position, the, 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 the possessions, all of this stuff? What is, the, what is the first weapon? The blood of the Lamb. Walking in and accepting Christ in your heart as your Savior. But here's the second weapon we have. It takes more than one. The second weapon is our testimony. So not only do you have the blood of the Lamb, but Revelation 12, 11 said they defeated Him by their testimony. The word testimony there means evidence or witness. How many of you have served on jury duty? Come on, anybody serve on jury duty? How many of you love serving on jury duty? I'm just wondering. <laughs> when you serve on jury duty and you're sitting there... And you're, and you're looking at the trial that's taking place. There's always a witness. And if you'll notice that witness, sometimes there's a lot of evidence that combats what the witness is saying. Sometimes you may have a hard time just believing what the witness has coming out of their mouth. So that's why it takes you measuring both words and heart. You've got to measure them both. And if you're going to fight against the enemy of your soul, you not only have to have your words, but you've got to have the heart matching up with the words you're saying. Luke chapter 6 verse 45, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. The evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. Again, you see both weapons here being active. You understand, when you serve Jesus Christ, you can't just have lip service. You got to have something stored up in your heart. There's something there. And so when you said a while ago, they means me, then you understand the enemy of your soul is going to come test that. It's kind of like a tube of toothpaste. What, what is in this tube? Come on, holler at me. It's, it's, not, it's not rocket science, guys. What's in the tube of toothpaste? Really? Okay, can, can I test this? Jared, can you please come help me, sir? I want to really see if, 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 if he's willing to accept this as toothpaste. Could you please just sit down right here? And uh, I'm, I'm old. Are you okay with this? I don't know. Just sit down, man. Just sit down. <laughs> What's in a tube of toothpaste? Toothpaste. Are you really sure? Are you really positive? Are you, are you ready? Can I, can I, you already saw something fall out. Can I squeeze it on him? Are you ready? What's in the tube? This is, won't supposed to be, man. Get him. Go sit down. <laughs> I did all of that to show you that a lot of times we look like we've got it all together. We say we've got it all together. But there's nothing on the inside. 
the answer to the question, what's in this tube, is really what's inside of it. And I say all that to say to you, the moment you say that I'm going all in for Jesus, the moment you say that I'm honest and I'm faithful, the enemy of your soul is going to come to test that. And he's going to put a squeeze on you. And he's going to squeeze you. Because listen, here's the thing you've got to understand. When you accept Christ into your heart and you start going after him and you start to listening to his voice and knowing his voice and communicating with God, the enemy of your soul is not just going to sit there and say, man, uh, we lost another one. He's not going to do that. He's going to come to you and squeeze you. So if you say, hey, man, I love my wife like Christ loved the church. He'll come and say, all right, let's, let's test that. And let me, let me see if I can squeeze you a little bit to really see if that's what comes out of you. When you say that I, I, I'm full of grace and mercy and I'm willing to forgive, he'll say, okay, let me, let me test that. Let me squeeze you to see what comes out of you. It's just like a tube of toothpaste, guys. Whatever is inside of you is going going to come out of you the moment that you're squeezed. And this is important for you to get. Now, 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 don't let it scare you or don't let it back you up. Because again, when the words of your mouth match what's in your heart, there are two weapons that form power to give you the ability to say, nope, not today, Satan. Let me prove it to you. John chapter 1, verse 8 and 9 if they say they have no sin, we're fooling ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we what confess our sins, He will forgive us of our sins. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says this, If you use your mouth to say Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your what? In your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. We believe with our hearts and we're made right with God. We use our mouths to say we believe and so we're saved. Do you see both of them at work there? Confession and belief. Confession, the word of your testimony. Belief, you've accepted Christ by his blood who has saved you. So when what you say about yourself, what you say about God, what you say about your life matches up with what you believe, the power of God is released in your life to be able to say, nope, not going to happen, Satan. You're not going to get my family. You're not going to get my kids. You're not going to get my spouse. You're not going to get my finances. You're not going to get anything because of my my words and my heart are matched up. They're linked together and I've got power to overcome you. But here's the thing you got to understand. It takes more than just those two. It takes those two, but then you've got to have the third weapon. Here's the third weapon. You've got to have a desire to really live. You've got to have a desire to really live. Notice I didn't just say exist. A lot of people today are going through life just existing. You're not really living. You're not really having the abundant life that Christ calls you to have. You're just existing. But again, Revelation 12, 11, they defeated him because they did not love their life so much that they were afraid to die. The bottom line, the key to winning the battle in life, the key to removing the wall is you've got to want to really live for Jesus Christ. You've got to want to really give it all you've got. And you've got to let your words and your heart match up. Hear me today. If you want to knock a wall down, because some of you, some of you are here. You're, you're right here. Every once in a while, what's up? 
hey. But this is where you live. You're behind the wall. And you're miserable. And you're lonely. And you feel like I don't have any hope and I don't have any help. And I'm isolated. I'm by myself. And then you come in here and you hear about the abundant life that Christ calls you to have and wants you to have. And, well, Pastor, I, I, I just, man, I don't get it. I'm, I'm still here. You've got to use the weapons to tear the wall down. You've got to combat the lies of the enemy with the truth of God. The power of the blood. The word of your testimony. Believing and knowing. God, you've called me to this life for something greater than to just wake up every morning, work 40 to 50 hours a week, and go home and watch TV. You've called me for something greater than that. So if I'm not experiencing the abundant life, then where am I at? Are you behind the wall? How do we tear the wall down? How do you knock the bricks down when they're stacked up against you? How do you get out of this when so many years you've spent your life living a lie, believing a lie, going after pleasure, going after possessions, going after position because I want to be number one and you've lived that lie. How do I break out of all of that? How do I get out of all of that? The enemy of your soul will come to you and say, man, you know you haven't changed. You're still the same. I see you in there. I see you just going through the But the truth of God says, you know what? That when I come to Christ, all of the old is done away with and all things become new. So I'm dropping a brick. The enemy of your soul comes to you and says, you'll always be an addict. You'll never overcome it. You'll always be addicted. But then you take the truth of God's word in Romans that said, no, you don't understand. I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. The enemy of your soul comes and says, man, if you give, you're going to be lonely. If you give, you're always going to be broke. No, no, no. The God of I serve says that I was young, but now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. And I throw another brick down. The enemy of your soul comes and says you'll constantly live in fear. You'll never get out. You'll never break free. No, 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 enemy. The truth of God's word tells me that I am more than a conqueror. He loves me. He's redeemed me. He's called me. There is a plan and a position for my life. I'm not believing it. You have to make up your mind right now. I'm not going to give in to the enemy anymore. I'm coming out. I'm breaking out by the blood of the lamb, by the word of my testimony and my desire to really live. I'm breaking free today and I'm coming out in Jesus name. Stand with me all over the house and give God a big hand clap of praise. Are you ready to break free? Are you tired of being held and shackled down? Here's what I want you to do. As fast as you can, I want you to get around the altar. Kick the bricks out of the way. As fast as you can, get around the altar. Get around the altar. We're breaking free today. We're breaking free today. It's time to rejoice. It's time to give God everything you've got. It's time to go after him and say, I'm tired of believing the lies of the enemy. 
I'm tired of believing that I'll never be able to get free. I'm tired of believing I'll always be addicted. I'm tired of believing that I'll always live in fear. I'm tired of believing that. I'm breaking free today in Jesus' name. Father, we love you. We praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you everything we've got. Father, we're breaking free. Today is the day we rejoice and we give God everything we've got. Come on, let's sing that song together. Come bless the Lord, come bless the Lord. Draw near to worship Christ the Lord. And bless His name, His holy name. Declaring He is good. Come bless, bless the Lord. Come bless the Lord. Draw near to worship Christ the Lord. And bless His name, His holy name. Declaring Oh. 